Hey, hey, sacred friends, this is Lori Andress, and welcome to Crystal Shaman Life. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, my sacred friends. I am Lori Andres, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. This week, we are going to dive in talking about intuition and trusting our intuition, trusting our relationship with self and with spirit. This is such a great topic, and it's one that I get a lot of questions about and a lot of um, self-doubt types of questions, and, and that's totally normal. So if you have this feeling within yourself like, uh, I don't know if I'm really getting, if I'm really intuitive or if I'm really getting any information or if I'm really tapped in, if you have that feeling within yourself, stay tuned because we're going to talk about some really great practices for cultivating trust in yourself and in spirit and in your intuition. And um, this will be a really, really great episode. So stay tuned and uh, let's get, let's, let's dive in. All right. So we're going to start out with a little story time today. Yeah. Yeah. I like story time. (laughs) Okay. So last week I received, um, you know, just a newsletter from one of the uh, crystal shops that I like to buy from online. And they had a whole new like shipment of uh, crystal spheres or crystal balls, different sorts, lots and lots of different stones. And there was a couple pictures on in the newsletter that you know just jumped out to me, and so I clicked through and and uh, looked at looked at them. And what surprised me was that the one I clicked through wasn't the one that I was truly interested in. Instead, I was interested in the iolite sphere. And I thought to myself, wow, that just sounds really cool, really amazing. I'm looking at the pictures and it just, it had this galactic universe, you know, energy. And I felt like I could drift away into all of the stars and the constellations and kind of just lose myself connecting with that, that ball forever. So I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to sleep on it. And I went to sleep and I was like, if it's there in the morning, I'll get it. So I got up the next morning, was doing my stuff, remembered, you know, oh yeah, that's right. There was that that crystal ball. So I went and I looked, oh yeah, it was still available. And I thought, all right, I'm going to say yes. Well, there were a couple crystal balls available to order. And I looked at a couple different iolite ones and uh, I looked at them and I went with the one that, you know, in my mind jumped out the first right away and um, made my order. And that was on Wednesday. And uh, because of um, the day of mourning, there was no mail on Wednesday. So it didn't ship on Wednesday, but it shipped Thursday. And then I followed, you know, all the tracking and I kept saying it would come Monday. And I was like, ah, geez, you know, I'd really like it this weekend. I'd really like to connect with it while I'm off and relaxed over the weekend. And, you know, kind of just having my own little story. And I was like, but, you know, I guess it'll be perfect. Monday will be fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> really, it's two days, right? Um, so anyway, I came home yesterday from running errands with Chris, and there sitting on the stoop was my Iolite crystal ball. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I pulled it out of the box, and I was looking at it, and I was like, huh, you know when you see something online and it just looks so magical and so amazing and then you get it in your hand and it doesn't quite have the pizzazz that maybe it did online. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I, I feel kind of disappointed. I don't know that this was really the right one. Maybe I was supposed to get the other one. And I had this whole little story of self-doubt running through my head. Are you familiar with that story? Oh my goodness. It's one that pops up, you know, when things, yeah way too often. I'm sure you know the story. The little self-doubt running through, got this little story going and I'm like, oh, maybe it was the wrong one. Maybe it was the wrong one. And, you know, not considering that, you know, it's kind of late in the day and the lighting is poor in the room that I'm in and on and on and on. Like all these, you know, reasons that are logical why I'm maybe not seeing it as I saw it online, right? <laughs> so, so I take it into the living room and I put it on my mantle, which I have a, this gorgeous uh, crystal altar, tons and tons of clear quartz sitting up there right now for the holiday season, kind of the winter winter energy as we're moving towards the winter solstice. And uh, I put it up there and I was like, oh, this will just be a great place for it to sit and connect and acclimate to my space and, you know, stuff like that. And, and I decided to, to snap a little picture and send it to a friend. And I went and I snapped the picture and then I rotated it and I snapped another picture and in the picture I saw a heart in the Iolite stone. And I was like, wow, okay, this is definitely, definitely my stone. This was definitely the sphere that I was meant to purchase. That's, you know, like the one that I'm meant to work with. And it was like, oh, then that settle in that real that relaxation thing happened right it was this affirmation that came right the stone revealed to me the piece that i needed to see to just put me at ease so often we miss those things though right because because we get caught in our own story we get caught in our own doubt we get caught we get caught right we just get stuck and um and energy's not really moving and you know the the thing is that that happens for everyone you know everyone this happens at different times and so first if that's that happens to you know that that's normal there's nothing abnormal about it um and that that's perfect absolutely perfect so you know what is our intuition what are our what is our ability to connect with spirit this is one of those things that is um really one uh, easy to describe and incredibly difficult to describe, right? Because I think when we think about our intuition or we think about the sense of seeing or um, uh, any of the clairs, we, we immediately go to this crystal clarity idea that, uh, that there's no gray, there's no, um, that, that whatever information intuitively comes through and it's, you know, there's an absolute defined knowing. And sort of yes and sort of no. The yes is that the the knowing, the the conviction that we can have behind what we the information we receive is something that we cultivate. Is something that we develop over time. 
it's not just real innate and natural. For some people that is the case, but it's been my experience that most of us have been so conditioned not to trust ourselves that we need to unlearn all of that conditioning so that we can begin to trust ourselves before anyone or anything else. And, and this is, this is truly a practice. This is something, this is a skill that we cultivate. It's just like anything else. So just like in our work where we refine our ability of mastery to be really great and amazing at our work. We do the same thing with our intuition, with our spirituality. We need to cultivate that. And think about your, your work or anything that you really enjoy doing and that you do well in your life. There's an aspect of that ability to do well that is hinged on the love that you have for whatever it is, or the desire to do better, or to improve, or to succeed. And, and when it comes with a sense of love, it's really strengthened, and it moves a lot more smoothly, a lot more rapidly, and there's incredible joy with it. And this is really one of the first key practices in, in cultivating our relationship with spirit, in trusting our intuition, is to really find deep joy, love with this process, to put it, to, to really be committed to practice and to, to find joy and love. So you might be wondering, well, hey, Lori, you know, I get the idea of we need to practice, but how do I practice? How, how do I do that? What do I, what do I do? Like, what does it look like to practice um, my practice developing my intuition? Because it's such an abstract thing, right? Our intuition is truly abstract and there is um, no true match for what our unique gifts are, right? Our unique combination of connecting with information, seeing, experiencing spirit. There's no true direct match, which can make it really confusing, right? So one of the things I find really important is to set up spirit play days. Yeah, I know it sounds cool, doesn't it? A spirit play day. And these are days where, or and it doesn't have to be a full day. I like to do a full day, just a personal preference. But these are days or, you know, afternoons or mornings where, where we set up a, an appointment with spirit and we say, during this time, I am going to respond with action to every sense of knowing, intuitive hit, feeling, um, vision, idea that flows through that is not of my own. Whoa, that sounds big, right? <laughs> it is, and it's super fun, and it is light at the same time. Okay, so I wanna share with you one of my recent spirit play days. This is a couple weeks ago. Um, I, well, <laughs> I was kinda just in a bummer of a space and feeling a little challenged in my own connection with spirit. I was feeling disconnected. And you know, this happens from time to time. We go through low points in life and you know, kinda the valley of you know, our life experience. And, um, and I was feeling disconnected. I was feeling separate from spirit. And I was like, you know, I just really wanna reestablish this connection. I wanna reconnect. I wanna deepen into it more. And I want to expand my own capacity for trust. So I went to bed um, the night before and I said, hey, you know, spirit, 
I'm taking the day off tomorrow and let's make it a play day. Whatever you want, I will say yes. And I was like, whoa, that's a big statement, right? So I woke up in the morning and I heard, hey, you need to go to Milwaukee today. And I was like, all right, oh, okay. Milwaukee is two hours from here. And I was like, well, what am I going to go for Milwaukee? go to Milwaukee for? And I get the response, well, you'll find out. And I was like, okay. And in my mind, my own mind is starting to think, well, you know, maybe I'll go for a hike or something. And so, (laughs) you know, I was getting in my own way. Right. And so I sat down and I started digging in and looking for places to go hike. And yeah, that's the thing we do, right? We try to take over and put our own assumption on it. And I was like, and then I heard, Lord, get off the computer. You're slowing yourself down. You need to get going. So I I hear you need to leave by eight. So I'm like, all right. So I get in the car at eight o'clock and I had been trying to connect with someone that morning. And um, I had just shot them a message about an hour earlier saying, hey, can you connect now? And and then they, um, I hadn't heard back. And before I started the car, I like had the key in the ignition and I heard, check your messages. And I was like, Okay, so I checked my messages and the person had just messaged me and said, does now still work? And I was like, okay, all right. So I got out, got out of the car, went and made the call. I had the conversation. And by the time I got back into the car, it was about an hour later. So it was nine o'clock, um, needed to take ACE out, you know, just all that other stuff that kind of just shifts around when I leave a little later. So uh, I leave and I drive down to my hometown and I get down there and I stop for a cup of coffee and just realize that, you know, it's kind of nearing on lunch. It's, you know, almost 10 o'clock. And uh, by the time I get to Milwaukee, it'll be close to lunch and, I was like, uh, maybe I'll grab a sandwich. So there's a, gro- there's a grocery store across the street and um, I drove across and I pull in the parking lot and I pull, I, I have this habit of parking way in the back of the parking lot, you know, like the furthest vehicle back. Yeah, that's me. I'm that person. <laughs> I like the walk. I like the little bit of time outside and, you know, it's kind of fun. So anyway, I park way in the back and I get out of the car and I take a couple steps and I see a woman in a vehicle not too far away, also getting out of the vehicle. And I'm only seeing the back side of her. And I'm like, wow, you know, her, her, her walk looks quite familiar. And I'm thinking to myself, I know that walk. Oh my goodness, that's my aunt. So I call out her name and yes, it was. And it was, it was just one of those perfect timing moments. So here we are standing in the parking lot at the grocery store, having a conversation. And, um, you know, it was like if the day timed out perfectly so that I could run into her, you know, she's someone who's always been really dear to me. And, um, I, you know, as I've gotten older, I don't feel like I have the same opportunities to see her, uh, as I did when I was younger. And this just felt like a a perfectly choreographed moment by spirit. And we just stood in the parking lot and chatted and chatted and chatted and hugged. And, and then went our way. And I did run in and grab my sandwich, but <laughs> then uh, made my way down to Milwaukee. So I get down to Milwaukee and I end up running, you know, a couple of different errands and then went out for a hike. And as I finished up my hike, I opened up my phone 
and up popped the, the reminder of the first class in the Egyptian shamanism class that I'm taking with Nikki Scully. And, uh, and I, it pops up and I was like, oh, shoot, I wonder if I can catch that. So I looked up the phone number because it was a you know dial-in type of thing or, or a, um, a Zoom thing, you know, a link that I could be either video or phone. And I decided, well, I'll just pop it on, on, on the phone and I'll listen to it as I start to make my way back home. And so I'm listening to it and listening to it and listening to it. And now this is where the story gets really, really juicy. Okay, so I know that this class is going to have some shamanic journeys on it. And I also know that I don't want to journey while I'm driving. It's just not safe. <laughs> so so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, ha I think I'll have enough time to get to a very specific coffee shop in, um, in Mequon. It's just north of Milwaukee. And uh, so I'm driving and I'm trying to get there. And Nikki starts the, she starts the journey. And I'm thinking to myself, shoot, I've got about five minutes yet. Ooh. And I'm like, well, okay, just hold yourself off, Lori. You'll be fine. Just listen and, you know, just no journey and yet wait. You can wait. Just wait. You'll get to a parking lot and you'll be fine. And so I'm like listening to this and, and talking to myself, you know, kind of trying to talk myself not, you know, to stay present and uh, finish the drive. And, uh, and at the same time, Nikki has some things fall, like kind of not go together smoothly for her with the music. So there's this delay in the journey. Well, it delays in perfect timing for me to get into the parking lot at this coffee shop to pull in, park, and sit. So I sit down, I'm like sitting, I'm reclining in my seat, you know, and I'm listening to this journey, closing my eyes. At some point, for some reason, I open my eyes and I look out in front of me and this red sob pulls in and two guys get out and they throw their bags over their shoulder and they walk towards the coffee shop. And I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting detail to notice. And I close my eyes and I go back into the journey and it continues. And I'm thinking to myself, um, or actually, I don't even have thought there. I'm just kind of in it. And I can feel this journey is really powerful, but I'm not exactly sure what's happening for me. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm present in it, but I'm not in, you know, in the way that I often am. And so I'm, um, the, then all of a sudden Nikki says, and this may not be how it was actually said, but this is how I experienced it. I heard, okay, now we're back. Like just really abrupt. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wait, what, what, what just happened? What, what? <laughs> so now we're back. And I take a deep breath and I open my eyes and in pulls the red sob. Two guys get out of the car. They open the back doors, reach in the back, pull out their bags, throw them over their shoulders and start walking towards the coffee shop. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Yes. It was as though a little time loop unfolded. Yeah, that's the only thing I can really use to describe it. But it was powerful. And what I realized within that moment was this experience of, one, um, I completely surrendered that whole day to spirit. And I it just, it felt like this, like, affirmation of how important it is to just simply say yes and just trust that things are going to 
fall into place, they're going to work, that, uh, that, there, is, that there is this interaction that's happening, this you know, thing that's happening between us and spirit. And also I felt like it was this awareness that there is this constant um, interdimensional reality or experience that's unfolding for each of us. And we're not always attuned to it consciously, but there is this unconscious connection with it. And a part of trusting our intuition is really about bringing the unconscious into the conscious space, allowing it to come forward in ways that we can really begin to um, experience life differently and begin to create an understanding of what's happening. Now, the ways that all of us experience these things are going to be different, and, and that's really cool. And that's actually really powerful and potent and amazing. And as we allow ourselves to just acknowledge what happens, um, and and <laughs> not think about ourselves as being crazy or a little woohoo because that moment, I'm sure you can understand why I would perhaps go, Ooh, I think that was a little, am I, am I really sane? Am I, am I still here? What, what just happened? <laughs> it was like a complete repeat of what happened mid journey. It was almost as though I had been within a time loop and went through a complete cycle. And um, had I not had the physical affirmation of that vehicle, seen it exactly twice and seen the guy step out exactly in the same manner twice, um, I don't know that I would have ever had any perception of that really being a loop of time that I was within. So that's, you know, one of my, my next, you know, my first thing here is really about setting up spirit play days or play dates or times or experiences or opportunities and, and letting ourselves really begin to um, bring a sense of playfulness and into the experience. So next with that is to be patient with ourselves and to let go of our expectations. Now, you know, I talk about how this day was, my spirit play day was no expectations. I'm just going to say yes and trust. And, um, and that's what made all the difference, right? Uh, there's no way I could have scripted that day to unfold in the way that it did. And when we let go of our expectations, that's when we can find ourselves in that place of complete awe and delight with what unfolds. And the other piece about being patient, having patience, um, is that, you know, this really ties into that element of expectations. I think often we think that uh, our our connection with spirit should look a certain way. It should feel a certain way. It should be a certain way. But the reality is that uh, it's going to leave us surprised. And if we can just be soft and gentle and patient with that, we have the space for the surprise. Okay, the next piece, the third piece that I want to pull in here, the third practice for really cultivating trust in our intuition um, and in ourselves and in spirit is to spend time in 
nature. Yes, yes, yes. This is so essential. And then to really get rooted, to really um, tap into our roots and root deeply into life. This is what this is such a big game changer. And um, you know, in in my own personal work, this has been the thing that just shifted everything. The commitment to being fully present here in my own life, to falling in love with my life, to falling in love with the unique things that unique ways that I connect with life itself um, is really about being planted here, being feeling safe here, feeling a sense of trust here in life. And when we can do that, everything shifts, everything changes, and a lot of magic begins to unfold. Okay, so with that, my sacred friends, I want to just say this has been an absolute delight to, to connect with you today to talk about intuition. Uh, in next week's episode of a Crystal Shaman Life podcast, I will have a very special guest, my dear friend, Monica. Uh, Monica is going to be talking about dreams. Yes, yes, yes. Monica is a master at dream work. And uh, she's got some pretty wild, cool, crazy stories that I am really excited for her to uh, dive in and share with you. And um, with that, uh, I hope that you'll join us again next week. And uh, yeah, if you are looking to deepen your own connection with crystals and stones, I'd like to invite you over to my website to sign up for my free seven-day crystal magic journey during as we are on the cusp of the winter solstice. This is a really great time to just get soft and quiet and go within and to spend a little time in reflection with the crystals and stones. And this seven day journey will have you doing that is creative. It will invite you to play with your crystals and stones in, um, in unexpected ways. And you can find that over at my website, lauriaandress.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And with that, I wish you a beautiful day, my sacred friends. Shine brightly.